Kings of the North is back. Great to be back with you. The NFC North podcast with attitude. For season. Rob with an H coming at you. Season four. Did you think, Professor Pigskin and Beefcake, that we would ever make it this far? I assume someone someone would be dead by now. I assumed we would be entering maybe week four, week four before we, uh, we, 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 this was all canceled and somebody killed someone. I didn't think we would make it to minute four. Mm. So here we are. This has exceeded all of our expectations and then some. We're underdogs. Yeah, we're the consummate underdogs. Uh, NFC North is an underdog, uh, underdog division, and I'm looking forward to critically examining it <laughs> with you this entire season. This is definitely going to be a intriguing, different, bizarre experience for all of us, given the, uh, the just how different uh, the games are going to be. Uh, before we get into all that, let's get the personal stuff uh, mm. out of the way. Yeah. Um, because it's been what? It's been, geez, like six months? <laughs> Something five, five months? Five months? Um, Something like it feels It feels a lot longer. But um, what have you all been up to? How was your summer? All that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I haven't, we don't really hang out. Um, never, never. I would never. Other than no. doing the pot. Yeah, I like to you on the street, I go to the other side. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Uh, well, this is a good reason because Beefcake and I, we did hang out one time this summer and well, I mean look there something there things happen during the summer you know people get excited and uh, decide to do things we, we really can't talk about it um, right now it's yeah it's, there's what there's the, what things the in place. don't about? don't just it, it's it's a whole thing that it, it's better it's better left unsaid unsolved really if, if, if I'm if I'm being honest unsolved? but here we are and implying um, there's like a mystery I think that we the investigation need to- is ongoing. We'll just say that. Yeah. By who? I think answers are important to find, uh, but um, we probably can't talk about it anymore at this no. point. No, we've we've already said far too much. And uh, but 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 anyway, uh, other than that, the summer has been you know pretty, um, pretty normal. You know, staying inside, playing video games. Certainly not going outside. That's uh, that's certainly off off the table yeah um for for someone like me who just all i want to do is just like kind of grind film uh x's and o's all the time and just like really like get into like you know all that kind of the academia of football if you will uh this has been a blessing for me Um, i got got way more hot takes and way more obscure stats than ever before ready to go guys so it's gonna be a good season you know professor um I'll, i'll just say in the spirit of everything i'm glad we have people like you that are um you know, digging into what you call them the stats, I believe, and the numbers. That's um, the technical term, yes. It's, 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 it's nice to know that there are some people out there who think that's important, and and, and, and it's great for you that you think that, and uh, you, you keep at it, buddy. And you know what, bud? I got to say, um, it's, it's important to have people who, like, all they do is focus on, like, pad level. Uh, yes. Cause it is important, um, and, um, you know, you have a role in the world, too. And then there's Rob. How is that? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Well, it's a training camp season. It is, yeah, we are in training camp season. We have not turned the page to week one yet. Every 
it, it, it's that time of the year. And uh, Professor, I'd like to congratulate your Minnesota Vikings what? on winning the Super Bowl. Because oh. it's, it's done. You too. Uh, well, um, what, have, what are you, you not telling me? Uh, well, Rob, I guess maybe you haven't picked up on this before, but like during preseason, what you have to realize is every player is in the best shape of their life, right? Certainly. Um, uh, Certainly everyone, better than last year. That's yeah, for sure. Everyone's looking as good as they've ever looked. And all the rookies you drafted are awesome. And th- this is like the the bubble of positivity that we all mm. exist in until football season starts. And I think Beefcake and I have agreed to huh. leave these bubbles intact uh, this year. Yes. So congrats on winning the Super Bowl. And to um, you. Thank you. My my team will also be winning the Super Bowl. Rob, Our also to you. enjoy your first Super Bowl. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Right. Um, every team, you know, good for you all guys. Right. Let's all host Lombardi together. All right, um, sweet. Yeah, and so if I can ask you guys a question right away, hmm. since it is training camp season, obviously every tra- training camp storyline is a good one, and you're excited about all of them. Everyone's the best I've ever been right now, right? Certainly. But, if there's one in particular, like one storyline, one position battle, one rookie that is really getting you uh, revved up for this 19 and 0 season, what what is it? I'm gonna go ahead uh, and talk about my Detroit Lions because I think ah. this is a extremely exciting year for Detroit football. Of course it is. Uh, I think so. the biggest the biggest story going into training camp, uh, coming out of training camp, I should say, that made that's even more kind of confused now is the lions suddenly have a running game, gentlemen. Mm, here we are. Oh, they, didn't they, long. <laughs> they signed Adrian Peterson to a one year, like $1 million deal. Greatest Fantastic running back in, greatest running back of N- in NFL history. I'm sure he's in the best shape of his life. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the professor said, there's no such thing as a bad one year deal. No, 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 no such thing. Especially a guy like him. Um, all of a sudden, the Lions have three legit options at running back. They got AP. Mm-hmm. They got Carryon Johnson, who had injuries last year, but is has shown to be. Oh, effective. they're behind him. They are one hundred percent behind him. Well, now they've got their second uh, their second rounder, DeAndre Swift, uh, who probably the best running back in the entire draft. Uh, honestly, yes. I think the he's probably going to. If he can show some early on in the season, if he can show some promise, he's going to get all the opportunities in the world for that wow. to be his job, um, and maybe have Carryon Johnson be more of like a more of a pass catching kind of get three separate styles. Sure, sure. sure. Everybody's got um, a place. I like that. Yeah, but this is this is something that Matthew Stafford has never really had. Um, I mean, he's barely had one legit running back, let alone three. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. Obviously, we know we've got they've got a lot of weapons on on the uh, receiving end of the of the ball. Um, they're bringing back Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., um, and Stafford is supposedly healthy after all those back issues. So hopefully, they'll be able to lessen his load a little bit uh, with the emergence of this running game. So I'm really Rob- excited. Rob, I find it interesting that uh, you are a Lions fan because I think this truly is the perfect team for you to root for. Um, the Lions are, are... You could have just ended it at perfect team. Well, I, as, as I'm about to say, uh, this may be the best Lions team 
of all time. I've, they've never, ever looked better. <laughs> Ooh, um, you've got literally three legitimate right. three legitimate MVP candidates in the backfield, like you just mentioned. Coach of um, the year candidate. Coach of the year. I, th- I, think a, I think a lock at this he's point. A, he's a player's coach. He's a player's GM coach. Of the year. <laughs> um, yeah. The and, of the year? Yes, there. If yes, you, there you, is. A, you've won one of those before, right? Oh, yeah, several. I'm actually got a, a little streak going. Um, but um, <laughs> anyway, Rob, your uh, yeah, your Lions are set up if if nothing else to just be a uh, spoiler team and really knock you know all the top teams off on their way to uh, uh, securing a playoff spot and uh, you know getting themselves in the dance. I see. I see. There's no I, way. There's no way that they don't make the playoffs this year. See, I tend to – I appreciate that. Um, not exactly the tone I was anticipating from you. Well, but I, I tend to think that they are the ones who would need to be spoiled. Oh, certainly. Oh. And, I mean – not you, the spoilers anymore. Oh, I like <laughs> that. They are the – well, hopefully not, but they may be the spoiled. Yeah, these cases have lost now. Not week yeah. one they won't. We'll get, we'll get to that later. But uh, a nice 1-0 start is the way to go, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh. exciting things happening in Big D. All right, well, let's go from the Big D to the Big Cheese. How are things looking Ooh. at Lambo? Well, let me tell you, Professor, um, this team is just. There's been a lot of great Green Bay teams over the years. Obviously, you think the 1962 team is up there. Course, right um, the 2011, you know, obviously jumps to mind. 2014. Mm. This. I think that the 53 that they have Wait, so like assembled years in between good teams. Well, these are just some of the ones that jumped okay. to my mind. Um, 96, okay. we'll say, you know, okay. Um, this may, <laughs> 87, yeah, well, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> this may be, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be too ridiculous here, but this may be the greatest team in NFL history. history that's ever been assembled. No, that's a minor take. I think the the one player you can look at is actually that that shows that is actually a player that was cut. Um, Packers cut homegrown talent Jake Kumaro, the uh, oh. wide receiver from UW Whitewater, mm. um, who nice. I've referred to several times as our own Adam Thielen. Sure. Now you got to know, Professor. You can back me up on this. Oh, if you're yeah. cutting Adam Thielen in training camp. <laughs> How good are the guys that you're keeping? I mean, my goodness, it's it's uh, if if that's the worst guy on your roster, you know, uh, everyone else is obviously better. So I can confirm that if you have five five wide receivers better than Adam Thielen, you indeed are a good football team. And we do have five wide receivers better than Adam Thielen. So right. that's well, uh, you wow. can just lock it in right now. He's. Uh, Folks, I gotta say, I'm an I'm an expert in logic, and that logic it checks out. And the beauty of it is actually that Kumaro went uh, to Buffalo to the Bills to <laughs> pair with uh, the greatest wide receiver in his in NFL history. Um, so the Bills are officially my AFC team, and they're going to win the Super Bowl as well. Everybody is it's 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 great. It's it's a fantastic time to be a fan right now. Yeah, this, this is like the Oprah Winfrey show of Super Bowls right now. Like you get a Super Bowl, you get a Super yeah. Bowl, you get a Super Bowl. Um, Just check under pre- your chair. That's all you have to do. It's it's fantastic. Preseason best season, boys. Um, Ooh, let like me tell that. you. Let me tell you about the Vikings training camp. Obviously, things have been going well. I mean, there's 
you know, we, we traded for a dude who's going to be an all-star. There's like people looking amazing in the best shape of their life. Um, but we got to really focus in. I'll segue off of that Stefan Diggs mentioned because uh, you know a lot of Vikings fans out there might be feeling like, man, Diggs was great. I'm really going to miss that guy who was super good and watch those highlights. Well, folks, let me tell you about this first round uh, draft pick called Justin Jefferson. Mm. Uh, that dude is locked and loaded. It's not to uh, steal vernacular from um, our good friend Apollo Sausage, but he is definitely locked and loaded. Um, uh, I've seen plenty of film of him running around in shorts, catching uh, passes that looked like they were hard for him to catch, and he caught him. Uh, and, of course he did. And wow. I've seen a lot of film, and, and to me that means potential Pro Bowl appearance as a rookie. Um, I, that's, that's how that adds up in my mind. Potential. I, I think, um, you, you know, I, I've actually been grinding a little bit of that film as well, Professor, and i got to say, I think he's a lock uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, as soon as he's available, you know, as soon as he's eligible, he's he's going to be going into Canton. We can lock it in right now. That's how good this guy is. You know, a lot of people talk about Randy Moss's uh, rookie year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, 16 or 17 touchdowns. So, I mean, look at that. like seven minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had he had a 69 catches, nice, uh, for 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns as a rookie. Folks, I think we see all three of those numbers surpassed by Justin Jefferson this year. Yeah. I think he's just that good. Um, you know, and you can trust me. I've, I put the time in. I would say we're going to see those numbers surpassed in the first four games. I mean, that's how that's that's what we're looking at here. I still don't understand what's going on between you two right now. Like it's tra- it, training camp. That's what's going on. Everybody, like I said, good. everything's fantastic. It's never ever. No, but it's always been, been that everything's fantastic within your own team. And everything with everyone else's team is complete garbage. And, and What's changed? I mean, civility reigns supreme now. Um, is what's changed. That's our mantra for the preseason. We still have a few days, and so civility reigns supreme until then. You think you can make it the rest of the preseason? Uh, preseason. <laughs> <laughs> well, we this entire time at. After the Super Bowl, up until uh, kickoff is preseason, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. Preseason starts uh, the second the Super Bowl clock it hits zero. Well, um, you right. know, Rob, I, th- I think a big part of it has been a a, a true shift in uh, just how you view the world. Um, I've actually taken this this summer to um, really get into uh, a new a new mindset towards my my body, my mind, uh, and my soul. Okay, um, soul certainly. Huh. It's interesting, you know, with all the craziness that's been going around in the world, um, I realized that uh, the best way to stave off, you know, all these infections and diseases is, you know, really is get your soul pure. If your soul is pure, the body will actually create an impenetrable defense so that it cannot be attacked by any sort of micro whatever your science stuff is talking about. It's all about keeping your soul pure and your spiritual energy high. Okay. I can pick up how what you're putting down there. How do you gauge that? Like what, what, what's your spiritual energy level at right now? Oh, it's like um, six out of 10. I would, I would put it probably around a 30 or 40 at this point. Um, along with the rest of my team, of course, as an, as an owner, I, I, I make sure that they are, um, you know, receiving the treatment that they need uh, as far as their their soul and their mind goes. Uh, and the body will obviously follow. 
Like, so, are, you, are, you sending them, are you sending sending them anything to kind of like like Bibles or uh, no, 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 no Bibles? It, it, I mean, but you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna get this sort of enlightenment through books. This oh. is all about self reflection. This is about going to pristine spiritual places of growth and might really you know spiritual might flowing through your body and and cleansing your systems is lambo one of those places i think lambo may be the epicenter of this mecca of this what do you call this is there a particular oh it's been called many names through the years chakra uh life energy i prefer to call it power power (laughs) Wow. Okay. And I, we are, and my team and myself are so full of power right now. Yeah, I can sense that. Um, wow. Well, that's uh, that's great, man. I'm glad that you found a calling. Uh, glad Thank that you. you're full of power, and you're. I'd love to. I'd love to sit down and talk with you guys some other time, and and and, and assist you with growing your own internal power. Yeah. Let me just uh, check on my schedule. I'm. <laughs> Might have to do some laundry or something, but ah. maybe. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, any other preseason or training camp type uh, storyline? I mean, do we want to talk about Chicago at all? Um, Since you're all in such a good mood and willing to be amicable well, about yeah, it. Now, yeah, and now you're just going to bring it down by mentioning that team. I, I mean, Beefcake. Whatever. That, we can't ignore them. Can let's, we? Let's dig in. You have civility. For a few more days, you can be civil. <sighs> this is this is really going to test me. Well, but let's I, start off I on a note. Mr. Mr. Biscuit won the starting job. Surely, part of you has to be happy about that. Yeah, that is truly the um, the storyline coming out of the Chicago Bears this this summer. Is that yeah. uh, obviously they brought in uh, uh, Nick Foles, signed mm-hmm. to many many millions of dollars to now apparently back up Mr. Biscuit, the one the only. Yeah, uh, it's good that they're giving him a vote of confidence because certainly he took a step back last year. You're that's I think that is putting it lightly. You're correct, and uh, actually, as it will, I kind of would like to take this into uh, some season predictions if we could. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. I've got. Uh, uh, I was thinking first we could start like with some negatives so that we end on a high note. Um, my pick for regret, the most regressed player in the NFC North, um, I'm going to say is Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. He's going to regress. Yes. That's Mr. how like, Mr. Biscuit works. Yes. I believe he will be worse than last year, wow. uh, which was also worse than the year before. What, what does that look like? Because he was terrible last year. Is he like going to be fumbling every snap or I think running saw- the opposite direction or – saw last year Jameis Winston set a uh, a pretty high bar as far as um, certain pa- we'll just say certain past statistics um, and I They're think bad. I think Mr. Biscuit will uh, surpass all of those bad past statistics this year <laughs> wow okay is it 30 interceptions is that I, think that's, I think that's a solid floor prediction um, did, so. but his ceiling, there is no ceiling as far as that goes. So you're being positive by saying he could suck at like levels of unprecedented. He, he will put up numbers that we have never seen ever okay. before. 
in think, certain statistics. But they're going to keep him out there. They're going to keep the ball in his hands. They're going to keep they're the Chicago, opportunities. If they're the Chicago team I know, they sure will. Mm, okay. Well, I'm sure uh, Dupola Sausage has some thoughts on this, and I'm <laughs> – I know we're being amicable and everything, but let's just say that I'm happy he's not here. He wouldn't <laughs> be able to stop me anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, other predictions then for your team or others? Well, I mean, it's, I've been remiss by going this far into the episode without talking about uh, my prediction for um, the, the, the player who have a huge breakout year and finally get the recognition that he's been due for several years at least. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, and I, I think he's finally tuned tuned for it, and this is a course is Kirk Cousins, um, who I, I think will finally ascend the top of the mountain um, and become recognized as like the the great, you know, all pro quarterback talent that he is. Um, and sure. you're wondering like what's different about this year, uh, Professor? Like what's going to put Kirk over the hump this year as opposed to the season before? I you think tell us. I, I will tell you, and, and I, I think it, it comes back to this idea of like being a gunslinger, which Kirk hasn't been in his career. But you guys can respect gunslinger, surely. It's oh, the only like, thing I respect. Let's be honest. We're, we're a pro gunslinger podcast since day one. We've been, um, and and so you might be thinking like, well, why would Kirk be a gunslinger now when he's kind of been a weenie throughout his career? Um, and it's because of, of a, a recent quote I heard from them that just screams gunslinger. Uh, the phrase, "If I die, I die." Um, which, you know, um, I have no other context for that term. I didn't, I don't know what he's talking about. It's um, a quote. If you took it, that's that word that pans uh, out. That's I, fair. I took those words and only those words in no other context of what he said or what was said to him. There is uh, no context. It doesn't I thought, matter. I thought if I die, I die is a very gunslinger thing to say. Uh, and to me, what that means is what he's saying is I'm ready to start chucking the ball deep more often and scoring a lot of touchdowns. I thought um, you were going to say that he's ready to die. I guess that, yeah, he's ready to die. Which I mean, he's ready to, he's ready to die for his team. Yeah, and if a true leader, to die it means you're not afraid of an interception. You're going to go for it, and you're going to throw that deep ball. Um, so that's what that means to me. It means that he's ready to have a breakout MVP season. That's the only thing I got from that interview, and that's it. Okay. Nothing um, else. Here. Nothing Is else. This, since Kirk Cousins has come to the Vikings, just playing devil's advocate, this is his third year, yes? Yeah. Have you, have you predicted Kirk Cousins being MVP the previous two years? Uh, the first year, I think I call, started calling for it at, after week one or two. Um, Pretty much uh, instantly. Yeah, last year, I think like I tried to like hold off from doing that, and I said I wasn't going to call for it, and I broke that promise like, within like a month. Um this year, I'm just going to get ahead of it now and say Kirk Cousins, definite MVP candidate this year. Lock him in. Yeah, lock him in. Sure unlike any other. Yeah, I mean, if if Justin Jefferson is going to break all of the Randy Moss's rookie receiving records, then it stands the reason that uh, Kirk is going to be balling out a little bit. So that that logic sure. checks out. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I think we're locking Kirk in for MVP uh, because he said he's ready to die, which means he's a gunslinger quarterback. So it's a good thing. It's a good quote and a good interview. Connected and dot, and he landed an MVP trophy. Yeah, and that's all. That, that's the only storyline we need to talk about with Kirk Cousins. That's it. He didn't say anything else. Okay. Um, well, that's great analysis. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Beefcake, do you want to talk about some uh, predictions you have for Green Bay this year then? Well, you know, I do have several uh, Green Bay predictions. Uh, let me let me start with some breakout players that we're looking at. Um, one of the big question marks that the national media is looking at Green Bay is, what about that tight end position? When is Jay Sternberger going to, uh, you know, ascend and be that tight end that he was drafted to be? The elephant in the room. However, <laughs> I'm actually predicting that another tight end will break out. Uh, one Robert Tanyan. Uh, affectionately known across the locker room as Big Bob Tanyan because uh, a Big Bob Lambo leap is it, it's going to happen multiple times this year. Um, the other the other guy on Green Bay that I would like to uh, highlight is basically the NFC North defensive player of the year. He will be the greatest defensive player certainly in the NFC North, maybe even in the entire NFL, and that's last year's first round pick, Rashawn Gary, who uh, mm-hmm. did not have as many snaps last year, but uh, as uh, as all of our guys are, he is in the best shape of his life and has had the training camp that uh, everyone dreams of having. And uh, I think it's safe to say we can lock him in as uh, the most improved Packer and uh, probably team MVP. Wow. Okay. Um, I did have one more breakout player, actually, that I would like to bring up here, and that is uh, my one. You know, somebody who I think we talked a little bit about earlier, Rob, but uh, the eventual MVP of the season is uh, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, this we've seen some really incredible, incredible running, obviously throughout the years by all day, but uh, I think this year could be his best. You know, I I'm going to say it; it will be his best. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think if there have been players who have won. I mean, there's like Peyton Manning won, what, like three Five. 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 And they were, some of them, it wasn't like it was five in a row or anything. No, they're spaced out. Looking up, AP won his uh, MVP in 2012. Correct. So, go like, what, it's going to end up being nine years before. Uh, between MVPs, that would be unprecedented. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm on board with that. Um, unless, yeah. again, these three running backs that the Detroit has, and that leads me into my uh, prediction for Detroit. Um, and since Matthew Stafford took over and begun began his illustrious career as one of the all-time great quarterbacks um, in NFL history, um, as well as Lions history, the best in Lions history. It's all been on his shoulders. Um, and he's put up some unbelievable numbers. Um, but my prediction is that Stafford is going to have not his worst overall season, but I'd say one of his he's not gonna he's not gonna reach the statistical plateaus that he had in previous years. That being said, the Lions are going to make the playoffs uh, because the, they've rounded out the rest of the roster so well and he doesn't have to shoulder everything so much, which is partly what I I would think led to a lot, a lot of his injury issues last year. Certainly. He was being asked to throw, you know, like 55 times a game or whatever it was, and it was just nuts, and his body yeah. couldn't take it. So I'm happy that – yeah, happy that the Lions are uh, have put some put some uh, put prioritized the other parts of uh, 
of their offense, and they got to uh, short up their defense as well. Uh, so uh, I have uh, good, I have a good feeling about the Lions this year. Yeah, this is I think this, this is, is it. Would you um would you the go other ahead? Predict, go the ahead. other prediction I would have is that uh, Rory the Lion he is going to have <laughs> a breakout season as well. Well, oh, yeah. nationally. Like we're going to be seeing him in national TV spots. He's going to be a household name just because you can't hold a talent like that down. It's about Especially time. After the despicable uh, smear campaign that was unsuccessfully perpetrated against him last year mm. um, with these unfounded allegations, <laughs> um, he'll be back and he's going in. Trying times like these across America, you need someone to step up, and that's going to be Rory. You know, I think it's about time. You think back to all those great ESPN commercials that were they like the Sports Center commercials with all the yeah. masks in the office. Yeah, or you never saw them in there, and it always felt like, man, like they're they're missing a little something, a little pizzazz, a guy with this kind of it, that it factor, and I think Rory's that. Um, so you're right. Rory, he was born with the it factor. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, you either have it or you don't. Like, no offense, but certainly Ragnar doesn't have it. No, no, uh, maybe maybe even once, but he's all washed up. And Victor, the oh, get, get out. Oh, I forgot they have Victor now. Yeah, Victor's like the goofy mascot uh, character. Ragnar was like the the old dude in the motorcycle who lasts for like ten thousand dollars a week or something, yeah. which is an alpha move in my in my opinion. Yeah, you know, Professor, I'll, I'll say those are both very fine mascots that you've got over there it's just oh, that rory is is just on that other level there's not much you can no, do about that you know t- talent respects talent and i gotta mm. respect the talent of rory the lion that's uh, for sure yeah. uh I, guys i gotta bring up the elephant in the room here oh we've been tiptoeing around this um but we've been talking for years and years and years about this danica aaron Rodgers thing um and and beefcake you know yeah. I hate to bring up such a thing that's obviously hurtful for you because I know you were pretty invested in those two, um, their love and their happiness. I think I know it's very important to you. Um, I know you had the Danica cardboard cutout, um, you know, propped up in your house for all to see. Um, and I'm not sure where it is now, and I hope hopefully it's somewhere where it's not reminding you of the pain too much. Um, but let the imagination. I, um, I, I, want, I have two things, but I want to I want to first ask you like how you're feeling and how you've been handling this hard time. You know, it's not your fault. fault. They broke up. Okay. Well, first of all, those are unfounded allegations. Um, Nothing has been said definitively on the situation. Um, I still, I still believe in true love. Obviously, as we Uh all should, because love Mm -hmm. will—it's the only thing that will truly carry us through. Um, And uh, I know that um, Aaron Rodgers, at least, certainly has you know, the power and that, uh, uh, that clarity of his mind that no matter what happens, he will be, uh, just fine. He certainly does not need, um, anyone cause he has himself, which is all you really need in this world. Um, however, I, ref- I am not, uh, I'm not so sure that your information is a hundred percent accurate there, professor. Oh, you, you think there's still a chance for those two crazy kids The hey, you know, Love is a fickle beast, let me tell you. Well, I, I have something I wanted to run by you, and I think between between the clout that the three of us have on this podcast, we might actually be able to make it work. Certainly. Um, so I want to I pick your brain on this, because as we know, 
Rogers definitely needs a celebrity beau to um to get by. You know, just some some plain Jane girl off the streets not going to get the job done. No high school sweetheart for him. He needs like a Hollywood lady. He's a five star man. I'll just say right. that. Um, and so I did some research. I made some phone calls. I talked to some people in the know, uh, as I do. Uh, I hit the books, and I found a list of um, famous celebrities who are single right now. Um, and there's there's quite quite a, a list of them. I handpicked a couple of them I wanted to run by you, and maybe a minute, a really quick chopping block. You can pick which one you think would be the best fit for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers organization as a whole. You know, Professor, I can tell you put a lot of effort into this and i appreciate that and this sounds like a really fun game i'm excited yeah. to play this with you my, be- want, my, good, my good friend i just want him and you to be happy that's all um so here are the three names um that i found that i thought might percolate your interest and mr rogers interest the first um is um emma watson um you know from harry potter fame um uh wholesome talented uh british actress emma watson uh, the second one, um, talking about Amelia Clark, who is a single and no longer tied to that, that goofball um, with Seth MacFarlane. She's maybe ready to move on to a real man instead of some like some cartoon boy. Um, uh, you know, so the Game of Thrones lady, um, you know. Mother of Dragons. And lastly, maybe Rogers needs someone a little more mature, someone maybe who's a little bit older than him, uh, who is single right now, but still very much ready to mingle. We're talking Jennifer Aniston is on the market. Wow, these are um, this is uh, pretty. How can you lose? And then, before you decide, I think if we get the collective uh, Twitter might of the Kings of the North following all the all the KOTN heads out there to tweet at uh, the, the lady that you pick, uh, she might be able to maybe would be willing to meet uh, Aaron Rodgers for like, for a drink. Just keep in touch. Certainly, yeah. I mean, certainly the Twitterverse is, is important here. However, as Rogers' boss, I do have, you know, some cloud in the matter as well. Of course. Right. The first, uh, the, my first thoughts on this is uh, you brought up Emma Watson first. And uh, immediately, I'm, I'm, I'm just not really interested in the idea of Aaron Rodgers dating uh, some bookworm, you know, nerd type person. So I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, cut that out of the equation right away. Aaron has a little too much grit to worry about, uh, you know, numbers and st- you're not that that's a bad thing, professor, but uh, <laughs> no, it's just, uh, right that's not his, uh, that's not his road that he's on. We'll just say. Um, interesting. We're looking between Amelia Clark and Jennifer. I'm going to, I'm going to have to say that you would love to see everyone I think would love to see Rogers as the father of dragons. Sure. Um, so I think that uh, I will take this back to the meet to the, the locker room uh, later tonight and uh, see what his thoughts are on perhaps uh, meeting uh, Ms. Clark for a drink here uh, okay. in Green Bay, Wisconsin. All right, there we go. Um, and so um, Fascinating. Um, I think if all of you would just kind of maybe Jump on the bandwagon, then do one of those things where I feel like we all tweet at her about like, "Hey, you should like go on a date with Aaron Rodgers." I'm sure, sure, it's trending. Yeah, yeah. There's no way it could go wrong. Yeah, so we'll start the Twitter campaign here soon. So be re- be ready to like and retweet. Uh, get those, re- those yeah. ready to smash. Be right on that. Um, any other storylines, uh, things that we want to talk about heading into uh, 2020 season? Um, 
I guess I just want to remind everyone that like it's going to be a great year for Vikings football. But remember, the, the Super Bowl isn't everything. Uh, actually, right. I, I, I would uh, respectfully disagree with you there, Professor. Super Bowl is everything, and uh, all three of us, I think, will be enjoying everything this year. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be unprecedented. Triple crown Super Bowl winner. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, that was one of the most bizarre segments I think we've ever done. I've never seen you two like this. <laughs> it's Preseason is a beautiful time. Yeah, I guess. It's, you seem to embrace the love, Robert. I, that goes against everything that this podcast has instilled in me. Mm. It's all about anger, and it was it was all about anger and hatred and animosity and schadenfreude and all these negative things, and now all of a sudden it's this big love fest. And those are a lot of, those just, a lot of large, a lot of large words there, Rob, that I didn't uh, really, you know. I don't, I don't really know those words, but I'm sure that uh, that you did a lot of research in those. So I, good job, great job. It had been bad, and now you're good. Yes. <laughs> wow. And, and I don't know what to think about that. Does that <laughs> civility reign supreme? And there's there, you guys alluded to something, and well, you just sort of swept it under the rug, and I don't know. I, I'm just confused. That's all. So I apologize to our listeners. If I just, I, I'm sorry, but rattled. my lawyer said that we can't talk about that. And, and, and the fact that we probably shouldn't Who's even bring your lawyer. Uh, my lawyer said that we shouldn't even talk about lawyers, professor. So let's just oh. keep that under wraps for now. Okay. You got it. Okay. okay. Um, I'm just going to have to roll with the punches on this then. Okay. Um, we are going to take a quick break. As you know, we are not only football experts, but we are all huge film buffs. And we like to kind of get into it a little bit, but always have it be related to sports or football or something in some tangential way. So um, our good friend and fellow film buff, um, Bjorn Bjornsson, he got us a list of the top 50 grossing uh, sports movies of all time. This is something to behold. So when we come back, we're going to peruse it a little bit. And Bring it down. you're not going to want to miss this because it is going to surprise you. It is going to baffle you. And we're going to put a spin on it like only Kings of the North can. So come back with us. It's going to get wild on Kings of the North. We're back on the Kings of the North. Good to be back with you, Rob with an H, flanked virtually by Professor Pigskin. Uh, first and school bike of the season. Hopefully the last, but <laughs> I doubt it. And uh, the beefcake. Yeah, you're here too. Stronger than ever, baby. Yeah, spiritually stronger. Spiritually, in my mind and my body. Never been better. Just like my team. Okay. Good time to do it. Okay. Um, well, we talked about this going into the break, but uh, one thing that I've done uh, among some, I've, I've actually got a few irons in the fire over this summer and into the fall. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll be getting into that as, as the season goes on, because I'm going to have some pretty 
exciting announcements. Oh, um, I can't wait. yeah, Whatever. yeah. Let's, well, let, let me just talk about this real quick. Oh, I have. I'm. I'm going to be kind of vague. Apo- apologize for this, but I have started a new business. Whoa! And wow. not going to go into the details just yet. Um, because a lot of things are still in the works and anyone who's started a business knows that just to get it up and running is it's a small miracle and I'm still working through all that, but, um, I'm going to be sharing a lot of really cool business opportunities with the KOTN nation. I can't wait. So, uh, I'll keep you, I'll keep you aware of all that. Um, again, sorry to be so vague, but again, I'm a little bit constrained in terms of what I can announce and what I can't. These things take, these things right take time. Yes, they do. Uh, and that's what we've got right now. So uh, anyway, but other than that, which has been, you know, just like full-time job, just getting this business started. Sure. Um, I have gotten the time to watch quite a few movies. Yeah. And sports movies are some of my favorite movies. Wait, there are other um, types of movies other than sports movies. Interesting. Well, I mean, there's always some connection that you can make uh, with the to sports. Certainly, every movie. But I like movies that are particularly centered around sports. And so, probably the biggest film buff I know is Bjorn Bjornsson, uh, former NFL insider, current esports competitor, and insider. He does. He wears both hats, um, and he did a deep dive on sports movies and what are the highest-grossing sports movies. He sent us the article, um, and it is something else uh, in terms of uh, it's a lot of movies that you wouldn't necessarily think. Now, all of us have seen this uh, this article. Before you saw it, what did you think was the highest-grossing sports film of all time? Be honest. Um, I was probably thinking, like, could it be Remember the Titans? Uh, could it? My first thought, yes. You know, could it be? Uh, um, I thought it was going to be like Rocky or something. Oh, uh, Rocky, sure, yeah. Karate Kid immediately comes to mind as well. Martial arts or sports? Sure, sure. Um, Both in mind and body. Yeah, like Hoosiers, you know, things like that. Those are things I would have thought of. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Um, Here. Yeah, my first thought was, like I said, was like Rocky or something like that. Yeah. Um, Air Bud was another one. That really, Air Bud. Yeah. Sure. Classic. Um, just before we, before we tell you what the number one sports movie of all time is, just really quick, think to yourself, what is the number one grossing sports movie ever? Think to yourself. And now let me tell you what the number one sports movie of all time is. It grossed one point five more than one point five billion dollars. Furious Seven is the number <laughs> one grossing Fur- sports movie. The Furious sport? Motor Racing. Let me just say that. Three of the top four grossing uh, sports movies ever are motor racing movies, and all of them are in the Fast and Furious uh, 
uh, it's not a trilogy. I was going to say trilogy, but there's like 12 of them. No, it's serious. It's a whole universe. Saga. Uh, and and I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better. I look at the whole top 50, and within the top 50, every single Fast and Furious movie, of which there are eight, appears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just of motor racing. No, have you guys seen these these films? I have never seen more than like five minutes of one at a time. Uh, I so, have not seen a single second of a Fast and the Furious movie. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go off on like why they're, they're amazing movies later, but sports movies is really pushing it. There's like one like drag racing scene in like like every single movie, and then it's just like uh, you know like The Rock and um, shit, uh, Vin Diesel just like being macho men in like tank tops the rest of the time. I mean, that does sound pretty great. And they're great yeah. films for sure, no doubt. The instant muscle mass alone, <laughs> a lot of strength there. Well, tons of muscle mass, but uh, a little bit of a stretch to call it a sports movie. So I don't know. Well, I'm going to go. You, I'm going to go one further there, Professor, and ask the question: Is motor racing truly a sport? I know I was defending Danica earlier, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you sit there. Yeah, you just is. sit there and turn a wheel. That that's it's no competitive. Yes, it's competitive, but there's hardly any athletic ability that is uh, mm. part of that. I think a lot of uh, a lot of racers would disagree with you there. Um, let well, well they're not on my level. Let's go, over, let's go over some of these other movies and the different quote unquote sports that are featured in these movies. Um, I mean, one that comes to that. I mean, there's so many to go go to. Number 32, Saturday Night Fever is a mm. movie. The sport represented is dance competition. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're like, competing, if, by if, the way, if driving's a sport, then dancing's a sport. One thing I did like, we were talking about the Fast and Furious movies. Number 48 is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Instead of the genre of movie being motor racing, it's drifting. <laughs> there's a there's a distinction there. This is a nuanced list, obviously. Uh, although, if we're talking about mortar racing movies, we got to call out uh, Pixar's Cars movies all made this list as well. <laughs> uh, which are obviously very athletic uh, endeavors, no doubt. Um, back to Saturday Night Fever, though. First of all, great movie. Also, dance competition, far more athletic than any sport of, sort of uh, motor racing. That's what about sure. uh, number... We haven't even talked about the um, number three or of the top ten. Yeah, Hunger Games movies. Yeah, number three, five, six, and eight are all four Hunger Game movies. Uh, sport being Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah. I used to play Pee Wee Battle Royale. Back, <laughs> you know, back in uh, when I was a youngster, I did as well. We used uh, thing these things called Nerf guns, Ooh. and uh, it was uh, quite the endeavor. So you know, at first thought, I was like, "This is that's a bullshit thing to throw on a sports movie list." But I thought about it more, and like, what's the most ultimate sport than like fighting for your life? Athletic, that's for sure. You're talking competition. You're talking skill. You're talking just the pure savagery, pad level aggression. Like it's as good as it gets. Mm. You're not uh, wrong. Who do you guys is a quickly NFL player who you think would like do the best in the Hunger Games? Ooh, real Ooh, quick. Man. Um, I'm going to go with two. Yeah, I would go with like a physical specimen. I'll say, uh, ooh, I'm going to say Amari Cooper. Oh. Wide receiver in Dallas. 
He's sure. fast. Can't I'm going to go with Ray Lewis because of experience. <laughs> okay. Even in retirement, low, yeah, low hanging fruit. Nice, yeah, well uh, done. Good call. I mean, I can't uh, okay Simpson, so you cut me some slack here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's go just a couple more of these movies that. What I'd like to bring up is number fourteen, yeah. if I could. Uh, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite movies. Again, you know, it, it's got the muscle mass, which is very important to me. That's Gladiator. Oh. Um, a 2000 film, a uh, lot of beefcakes in that one, uh, with the sport being gladiatorial combat. Sure, uh, it's nice to see uh, that represented on the list. True, true man sport, you know. Yeah. Um, in a tip of the cap to Bjorn, Ready Player One, the esport movie, it comes in at number eleven. Wow! Um, so nice to see esports represented so highly. Uh, the number one football movie. We're a football podcast, right? Number one football movie, uh, number seven is Forrest Gump. You know, the classic football movie? Oh, yeah. yeah great football movie. The the all, scene of him running back the uh, touchdown in Alabama? Yeah, of course. All, like, all minute and a half of the football that is represented in the movie. Huh. My biggest issue with it being included is that uh, in the sport category, it says American football slash ping pong. Which yeah, sure. I think is just absolutely detrimental to have both of those on the. You don't get the uh, synergy um, of those two very often. No, 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 no. I, I don't I'm like football it. slash ping pong movies out there, but Forrest Gump it was ahead of his time. One uh, one movie that I was looking at um, number twenty one, Triple X Return of Xander Cage. The sport listed as extreme sports. I've never seen this movie, so I went to the Wikipedia page and looked up the plot. I mean, I don't see anything that has to do with any sports, let alone extreme sports. Yeah, this is a difficult one for me to comment. Someone's going to have to fill me in on this. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it. I have not seen um, the Xander Cage Triple um, X Extreme Sports, but it no. sounds really extreme. There's a lot of X's in the title. So. There are X's in oh, the yeah. title. Which and if you know anything, you see an X in the title, you know it's extreme. That's what we're all about here. Personally, what do you... Yeah, go ahead. Personally, my favorite extreme sports movie is definitely um, an extremely goofy movie, also known as Goofy Movie Ooh. 2. Um, there is- mainly for that announcer at the end. Right? That guy, he's okay. awesome. Yeah, announcing. That's a sports thing. That's a sports Hell movie. Yeah. What do you um, think about a, a Bond movie being in the number uh, 10, Casino Royale? It is like one of the best film franchises of all time, so nice to see the hat being tipped towards Bond here. Um, I like how it's like there's basically one one like or two scenes of him playing poker in which there's like rampant cheating going on and that makes it a sports movie. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what's interesting is um the scenes where he's not playing poker are far more athletic and sportsy than the ones he is. Yeah. He's just yeah. sitting in the I think poker scenes. I think I think every Bond movie should be a sports movie. They're up there. Um is is number forty four Dodgeball the best movie on this list? No, I don't know. It's good, but it's very, very good. Uh, I'm just doing a quick scan over the others. Jerry Maguire is is always up there for me. <laughs> oh, and Space Jam is another one that's uh, the only. I believe the only basketball movie uh, represented on the list. You know what? Uh, I'm a big Smokey and the Bandit guy. I know that. Uh, at uh, Polo Sausages as well. He's a he's a huge Burt Reynolds fan. Like me, so. Number 25 there. Number 25. Motor racing. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
but I'd never thought of so many of these movies in this way. Like, yeah. I never thought of Slumdog Millionaire as a sports movie. Oh, game show? Was that yeah. the category? <laughs> yeah. The sport, sport game show. Sport game show. <laughs> yeah. It's a furious competition there. Yeah, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, what a, what a crazy... I mean, all of these movies, number 50, which is Rocky Balboa, that grossed more than $150 million. So you get an idea of just how huge these movies are. I mean, billions and billions of dollars. Um, the one thing um, I just really wanted to point out um, is the next part of the article that talks about the highest grossing sport film franchises. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Fast and the Furious being at the top. Oh, However, beautiful. I'd like to just uh, get your eye down to number five. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball had to uh, make an appearance on this list. Wait, there's 21 films in Dragon Ball? There's a, so many Dragon Ball films. <laughs> I'm confused how they say James Bond has two movies in the series. Yeah, there's like Casino Casino Royale and Casino Royale. Oh, the 1967 version. So if Bond plays poker, it's a sports movie. If he doesn't play poker, then there's not a sports movie at all. I always enjoyed the sports movie franchise Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Definitely one of my favorites. Martial arts. Oh, Herbie Lovebug is at number 10. Oh, yeah. That's a, a franchise. There's five of them. Uh, wow. The most successful one being Lindsay Lohan's in 2005. Sports star Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy to think. I like that they have uh, number 25. Uh, the Iron Ladies has grossed $460,000. Um, is the Iron no, that's the average. Yeah. yeah. Three films, total gross of $1.3 million. So there you um, go. not all of them have been... Uh, super successful, not not like uh, not like Mortal Kombat. So, <laughs> or but, uh, the anime. Tell us what your favorite. Did, did they miss any sports films? I think uh, they did. Sports films they're missing. Yeah. What? And if so, what are they? Uh, so that we could, you know, go into Wikipedia and edit this because uh, we're all film buffs and we all feel uh, um, feel that it's appropriate that we could that we could make changes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, right away, a couple come to mind. Uh, they missed out on Harry Potter 4. Uh, the Triwizard Tournament is clearly a sporting event. Um, so don't know how they missed that one in there. It, Wikipedia really missed that one. I feel uh, like they missed Titanic. Titanic? Boat racing? Yeah, a lot of swimming. <laughs> boat racing and swimming. <laughs> they were racing to get out of the way of the iceberg. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one, um, for sure. Uh, other sports movies they missed. Um, I mean, there's um, in uh, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Gimli clearly states that he's great at like sprinting over short distances, and sprinting is a sport. Mm. And, and the competition they, between yeah. them. yes, a killing yeah. competition. So that that's yeah. a, and Legolas surfs on the on the little shield there too. So a lot of sports in that movie. Plenty. <laughs> it's a sports movie. Sure. <laughs> well. We'll, uh, we're going to have to think about this, but definitely hit us up if we missed anything. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, have to take another look at this. When we come back and wrap things up and look ahead to week one. We're here. NFL season. This is going to be a doozy. Come back with us on Kings of the North. 
We're back on the Kings of the North. Nice. Good to be back with you. We are in mid-season form. And with that, we are going to look ahead to week one. We are here, folks. Always always very special looking ahead to the first week. Yeah. Um, Here, ready or not. Let's start with the big game, the one that everyone's talking about. Circle the Bears the coming to Detroit. Mm. Um, no fans are going to be at uh, at this game. Um, that's going to be going to be a very different experience. Um, certainly. How is it? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Easy, oh, professor. Uh, now, now. Sorry, I just we're starting to talk week one, and I'm, I'm starting to get the phrase on the civility. It's, it's I'm getting I'm strained. I'm under a lot of strain right now. Under, un, un, understood. However, Robert and I are uh, best friends this week. Um, That's right. Because uh, we need your Detroit Lions to take out the evil enemy, the evil empire of the Chicago Bears. We have a tenuous alliance. <laughs> one week only. <laughs> We'll give it two weeks of this year. We'll say that. We'll say that. Two weeks yeah. this year. So how, how are you feeling about this matchup now that uh, Mitchell Trubisky has won this highly competitive quarterback ballot battle in training camp? Oh, I think he's in for a world of hurt this <laughs> first week. Um, I I think that Chicago has been on a downhill slide ever since that, uh, that hot field goal. Uh, well, no, I'm thinking about two seasons ago. The oh yeah, I mean that really sent a that seemed to send them on a downward tailspin. And last year was completely a complete uh, abomination of yeah, the, um, that doink is still reverberating throughout. Like the there's yeah. plenty of like it's beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight. felt, and I think Detroit is going to come in and be like, hey, you know what? We can basically knock these guys out. We can. We can end their season. <laughs> I agree. We can send. Set uh, yeah, I mean, all the. It seems like all the Bears need right now is to lose, lose their first game, and then be like, you know what? Screw this. This isn't our year. Um, so I think they're going to come in with a lot of intensity. Uh, I think that the. It's like there's going to be like phantom cheering, you know mm. the. The spirits of Ford Field, they'll, they'll be felt. Yeah, all, all, the, all the lions Roy will be there. there. Yeah. Roy will be there. And that's, he, he makes up for, you know, the 40,000 strong or whatever that would be in Ford Field. So yeah. I'm going to predict a, I'm going to say 31 to 13. Oh, a thrashing. A thrashing. Absolute thrashing. My quick prediction on this game is uh, that Mitch Trubisky is benched for the year in the second quarter. Wow. He loses the job. In the, uh, during the second quarter of this game, he loses his starting position for the rest of the year. I, I, thought, wow. might, I, I thought he might last as long as the fourth quarter before getting benched. Um, so I guess we're, we're a little bit off on that. But, um, yeah, well, I think we'll just, quarterback controversy comes to Chicago sooner than later. Certainly. Uh, yeah. Give me that big dick energy. Um, and Moe's uh, <laughs> got better than Nick does, so. That's true. Absolutely. Well, um, you two have been civil and actually kind of nice to each other up until this point. <laughs> now we have to talk about uh, Vikings-Packers. Um, Week one, Vikings, Packers, and Vikings. I mean, I think it's no surprise that 
Um, Roger Goodell managed to schedule the Vikings home game against the Packers during a week there could be no fans. Um, uh, I'm actually somewhat convinced that the coronavirus is just a big hoax to screw the Vikings over. Um, Clearly, that's the end goal of him. Yeah, just to give him like a little less advantage from home. Sounds like your quarterback would agree with that. (laughs) You know, dumb, stupid quarterback and his stupid fans that won't be there with their stupid team that's going to lose forty-two to three. (laughs) Three. I, I'm I'm honored that you think we're gonna make a field goal. Honestly, <laughs> could you still tailgate? By the way, oh, that's a good question. I'm sure there isn't a rule against it. So, mm. so I'll see you what 8 a.m. something. Yeah, like that, 8 a.m. in the lot. That's something you think, Stadium. Yeah, I'll meet you by the Ewok, um, the, the sand crawler. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, to your point earlier, you know, the, the ability to knock a team out of the season week one is, is huge. And for the Vikings to be able to, to do that to the Packers, I think uh, it's going to be huge. We've got to imagine without any fans in the building, the only thing Rodgers is going to be hearing as he, like, comes up to the line to check into audibles is Anthony Barr there staring at him, licking his lips, ready for round two. Uh, I, I think I – think, um, Without um, without you know a little tender loving at home, without someone to take care of him to make him feel good to help him get a good night's sleep, um, I, I think Bachelor Rogers probably hasn't been taking care of himself, and his body is probably more susceptible um, to legal clean impact um, hits than uh, it would be otherwise. So I'm worried about him. I'm really worried about Mister Rogers surviving this game. Well, you know what? Speaking of legal clean impact, let me just remind you what happened the last time the Packers came into U.S. Bank Stadium and sacked Kirk Cousins seven times during the game. Uh, One Zadarius Smith literally beat every single man on that offensive line at one point or another. And I think he will double that production in this game. Oh yeah, he does. He does. If he dies, he dies. Well, you know what we did this year to make the offensive line better. We we gave our left tackle a pay cut. So take that. <laughs> nice. It's nice to know some things never change in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh man. Um, you know, surely this year will be different. <laughs> Obviously. Where's that eternal hope and optimism now, Professor? Um, you know, I just got to say, Gunslinger Kirk is he's got to pull the trigger faster. That's all. If he dies, he dies. He dies, he dies. Right. That clip. Yeah, we will eventually. Um, well, just I'm excited for uh, this upcoming season. Obviously, it's going to be a unique experience uh, for all of us, and I hope that you will allow Kings of the North to be a part of that because yeah. it's going to be – I can sense something kind of weird between the three of us mm. right now. If there's something going on. Obviously, there's something going on between you two that you are uh, refusing no to talk about. Yeah, can we keep this like just Whether it's for legal reasons? Or I'm trying to put together pieces here, but um, nothing to see. And then, yeah, I mean, I've got some exciting stuff in the works. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be wacky. It's going to be zany. It's going to be there's going to be football too. Yeah. Uh, so. Definitely stick with us. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, our handle is KOTN Podcast. 
Uh, we just posted a full two-hour video of the KOTN band playing a backyard barbecue kind of party. That's right. Uh, backyard oh. banger, if you will. Yeah, we, yeah, we had Chad from Oshkosh and Napoleon Sausage on scene, too, to kind of uh, keep things in line. So, yeah. Bouncer. We had talent like that on stage. Just, you know, it's hard not to shine. Yeah, why don't you guys give out your Twitter handles so you can interact with our adoring fans? Yeah. You can, you can find me on twitter.com at, at the GB Beefcake. Yeah, and I'm at propigskin underscore MN. Remember uh, that we're, we're heavily tweeting at Amelia Clark this week to get her to meet with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Help us to create the kids find love. KOTN Nation, come out in numbers. Sweet. Um, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it, fellas. Season four. Didn't think we'd Here make we it. Go. Here another, we go. Another season, eternal hope is renewed. That's right. right. With oh. that, for the beefcake. Go. Pack. Go. For Professor Pigskin. Uh, may God's blessings be upon all of you. This is Rob with an H. Thanks for joining us on the Kings of the North.